Welcome to Kilgallen's Pub, the podcast where I, comedian Joe Kilgallen, like to sit back, have some drinks with people, and recreate that bar conversation we all know and love. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, that's at Kilgallen's Pub. Also on Instagram, at Kilgallen's Pub. Give myself a follow on all the platforms. I'm simply at Joe Kilgallen. All right, everyone, this is going to be a real, real tight one. A real tight, probably 30, 25, 30 minute podcast. I'm going solo. It's just me. Also, apologies for the podcast coming out a little bit late. Normally, I like to hit you Wednesday morning. This will be around Wednesday afternoon-ish. I had to. I had a guest. He canceled. He had a lot going on this week and all that stuff, which was a bummer because I think he would have been a really great guy to drink with maybe in the future. And then it got to the point where I'm like, you know what? This is just the weather is insane in Chicago. For those of you listening around the country, around the world, Chicago right now is, I believe I read, the second coldest day in the city's history. With the wind chill, it's minus 55. The regular temperature is like minus 17, which you know what? This is an annoying thing about weather people and science geeks and why people don't trust it either. If, if whatever it feels like, that's the temperature, okay? I, I always hated that shit in the summer. Well, it's 82, but with the heat index, it feels like 101. Well, then say it's a fucking 101. I know how to dress for 101. Okay, I'm going out in a sock, right? But if you're going to tell me, like, I don't, I don't understand, like, what it is versus what it feels like. That's not mince words. If it's going to feel like minus 55, it's fucking 55. Minus 55, you know what I mean? Let's go to the extreme. Let's not sugarcoat stuff. But yeah, it's brutal. So I don't want to risk anyone, like, you know, getting all geared up. And then what if their car breaks down or parking spots are hard to come by, you know? So I didn't, I didn't want to do that to anybody, so it's just going to be me for another 20 minutes or so. And I hope you dig that, because it's, uh, what's the expression? People say cold, cold as a witch's tit. A lot of these expressions don't make sense to me, by the way. Cold as a witch's tit, I don't get how that one came about. How do we know how cold witch's tits were? Why would their tits be colder than regular tits? You know, why would their breastuses be more frigid than a regular woman's? You know, I mean, they're always around a cauldron. Wouldn't that heat up their tits? You know, I don't, I don't get that at all. I think they'd have some sweaty cleavage from always, you know, boiling stew or whatever the hell they're doing in those things. Double, double toiling and troubling. I don't know. I just, I just, I don't like that expression. I never have. Even when I was a young kid, I remember going, hmm, I don't feel like their breasts would be that cold. I don't think that's true. Who's in, who's someone running around back in Salem, feeling up witches being like, Ooh, we got, we got some ice nips over here. Literally nippy fellas, like, you know, like some kind of perv. We got, uh, you know, Frosty McSnow tits over here. Get on your broom, fly away. I don't know. I don't, I don't, maybe people were that creepy back then. Maybe that's why they wanted to burn witches at the stake. They thought, let's, let's warm up those breasts. Maybe it'll get into their heart and they won't be so witchy. This is the kind of stuff you think about when you're going to be inside for the next two to three days. Although yesterday I went out, I had a show at Zany's Comedy Club, so thanks to everybody who's there. I'm at Zany's all week, gearing up for the big album recording, which is Saturday, February 9th in Chicago. If you are in the Midwest at all, by then the weather will be nice. And by nice, I mean about 30, which is going to feel like 70. So come on down, no matter where you may be. Tickets are still available. The link is on my Instagram page. It's basically, the short link is joekilgallon.brownpapertickets.com. And for my podcast listeners, if you type in Kilgallen, you get $2 off. It's a little deal for you. Save yourself a couple bucks. To all of my friends, family, and fans, three Fs, who already bought tickets that didn't use the promo code, I'm very sorry. They added that later. 
like for like a one-time thing and i'm i just said keep it so i feel bad that some people oh well you cost me two bucks i'll buy you a drink in the future it's two bucks don't be a dick so yeah anyway though uh had a lot of fun on the podcast big thanks to everyone who's been listening getting a lot of good feedback last week's episode especially go back and check that one out if you have not already i sat down with chicago comedian michael robinson who the dude went through some he went through some shit some heavy stuff just before new year's just to get you excited in case you haven't listened to that one to go back to listen to that one he was he spent like five days in the burn unit at Loyola Hospital because of attack by an ex-girlfriend so that's the story there I I don't need to hype that one up anymore I don't believe and uh yeah so anyone you know if you haven't reviewed the podcast on iTunes I'd really appreciate if you did because it does go a long way like helps the rankings wherever more people see it like suggested and then they might check it out and, you know, more listeners, the better, because then maybe I could get some sponsors. Look, I don't do this for the money. I do it for the love of it. I really do love podcasting. But if I was getting a few more bucks my way, I'd probably put it right back into the podcast. You know, I'd probably do some, you know, make some merch, throw some t-shirts, some some beer koozies. That makes sense. Someone suggested that way back when. And thanks to that nature. All right. Here's a couple other things. A couple other things I wanted to give out to people. Uh, oh, yes. I did a fundraiser show. At my old high school, St. Patrick's High School on Chicago's northwest side, good old St. Pat's, Shamrocks, what's up, Shamrock Pride, and it was fun, it was a fun show, it was a little bit different than last year, because last year was the first time I had done it, and the money is uh, raises money for the hockey team, because as we all know, hockey is the most expensive sport, it's great, it's one of the best sports, I love hockey, I think it's definitely my favorite sport live to watch, um, And but it's expensive, it's really an expensive sport. Ice time, skates, pads, all that stuff adds up. So they have to do, and it's still it's not one of the mainstream sports. So it doesn't really like you know bring in the revenue as the other ones. So we they do like a annual, I think how like a laugh off or something like that. And since I moved back to Chicago from LA, I've taken over, like kind of booking it. I guess I don't really run it because they they everyone the president of the hockey team does it, and my buddy James Brooks, who's the head coach, and uh, he took over the reins from his. Younger brother who was a coach there too, Steve Brooks, RIP, great dude. Miss that kid. And uh, it's been a fun event two years in a row now. Get to meet some cool people. You know, it's always nice to check out the high school. I had a lot of great years there. You know, I think I'm out of breath because I just went from scraping off my car a little bit because I got frost on the inside of that's how bad it is. If you if you're listening, I know I got a lot of listeners in Atlanta and LA. And where else do I I know there's some southern listeners, so you might not have to deal with this, but it's it's pretty bad this time of year, and I really question if it's worth it at all, to be honest with you. I do miss LA at this time. Anyhow, though, back to the thanks for everyone who was there. Uh, met some of the dudes on the hockey team. Good guys all around. Uh, I don't know. There's something about going to an all-guys Catholic high school. I know some people from afar would judge it thinking, oh, that must have sucked. It didn't. It really didn't. It was awesome because I think there was just a different level of camaraderie, you know? Because it's, it's just, there's no distraction of women. You know, not that women can't be a good distraction. They are. And sometimes I think, oh, it'd be cool to have gone to high school with women. But I think the idea that there were no cliques, really. I mean, don't get me wrong. People sat at lunch with their buddies and stuff like that. But it wasn't like, you know, I knew dudes on the football team who would wake and bake with, like, the stoner kids who didn't play any sports. So it's not, you know. I hope I didn't reveal anything there if any parents started listening to the podcast from seeing me over the weekend. Uh, that doesn't happen anymore because the school is famous for the most, the harshest uh, drug test in like America. That's right, everyone. My old high school, 
back in 2004 or 2005, right after I graduated, decided it was going to drug test every student. I think the teachers and faculty too. They lost a lot of good teachers because of it. And I remember being on Tough Crowd, Colin Quinn, the Comedy Central show, where they like they it was like a national story because I think they were the first ever school to do it. And you know, I think that could be a good thing. I don't think people should be smoking pot in high school. Wait for college. A couple of beers here and there. I'm not gonna lie and say I didn't do that. I did plenty of that. I didn't smoke though. I wasn't a weed guy. Now I think weed should be almost mandatory for anyone who works an eight-hour job just to even you out a little bit. It's healthier. It's healthier than alcohol. You can't even deny that anymore. There's enough science to show that. I started off this podcast making fun of science with their stupid wind chills, but now i got to give them credit because they discovered that marijuana is safer, which does make way more sense. You're just you're chilled. You're more chilled out. There's someone like me with, with red hair and a psycho temper that likes to hit things when they're frustrated. Like I was playing, I got Nintendo Classic, you know, where it's got all the games on there already. But Nintendo Classic Mini, which is pretty cool. Man, I used to kill it at Mario Brothers 3. I can't get past the 7th level. Why don't you use the whistle and cheat? Because I wasn't raised like that, guys. Okay? I'm not going to warp. I'm going to get through it. And it's and, and the wireless controllers are worse for throwing them. You know? I remember when I first got an Xbox it was Xbox 360. Yeah, I spiked the controller, cracked it. Luckily, it still worked, which is weird, but split in half on the one side. And the so wireless is just way. I, I always like throw like a stack of pillows nearby that way when I get real mad, I just kind of do like a almost like a bat flip, but with the remote control or the uh, video game control, I should say, like bat flip it right up into the pillows that way it lands nicely. But I feel like, oh, all right, I don't know why when I mess up and when it just gets frustrating, I just gotta I gotta like let go of something, gotta hit something. I don't know. It's something I should look into. Maybe more weed. Who knows. But yeah, so that's what was cool about going to an all-guys school, because I think a lot of high schools that are co-ed, the cliques form around social status. Like, you you label yourself a little bit quicker because there's just divisions, you know? I think that's like a natural pecking order thing. I think it goes back way to, like, caveman times, where it's like, I'm a this type of person, and I want to get that type of woman, so therefore I have to really differentiate myself from these dudes over here. So that's where like they start, people start dividing each other, and women do it and men do it too. I don't know. At a same sex school, I don't. You don't really see a lot of that. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's people are busting chops and giving each other a hard time here and there, but it wasn't compared to what I when I was in grade school and you start to see it form like sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Nothing like that. You know, I went to a Chicago public grade school and then an all guys Catholic high school, and yeah, the Catholic way was a lot better. Catholic the high school. I mean, I'm not religious at all anymore, and there's a lot of stuff the Catholic Church could really. Like, there should be a lot of people in prison the rest of their lives affiliated with that stuff. But there is something about, I don't know, like the upbringing of it, I guess. I don't know what word I'm looking for exactly with that. I was talking about this with a Jewish friend of mine about how he says he's not religious anymore. And I'm like, neither am I. But we both still, he still identifies as Jewish and I still identify as Catholic. I think it's a cultural thing. That's the word I was looking for, like the culture of it. I think it just kind of instills good stuff in people. I mean, the show was fun. I had to hold back a little bit, though, because Dr. Schmidt, I doubt you're listening, but good dude. He's the principal when I was there. I think he's now the, the president. Maybe he's he principal slash president. Could you hold both titles at once? Is he, is he like a champ champ, like in UFC? You could hold two belts simultaneously. He was there, and it was nice talking to him a little bit, but for some reason, authority will always be authority to you, or at least it is to me. And I kept thinking to myself, I can't, I can't go here with this material. I was like, I was keeping myself in check a little bit, which is like, I felt gutless in a way, but I'm like, no, I just, you know, I there's something about that. You just couldn't, you know, like my, my grandparents came to a show, uh, which unfortunately I don't have many of them left anymore. 
I have two. And um, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to do any of the material I normally would do. I'd be like, nope, I'd become a squeaky clean comedian for however long I was supposed to perform that night. Just couldn't do it. And it's already weird doing the show a little bit in the sense that there's, the kids are there with their parents. So you could do some stuff. I mean, there was a, you know, the comedians I booked, I told them, I go, look, you could do you just, you know, a couple jokes here or there. Would you want to tell in front of a 16 year old with his mom and dad sitting 20 feet away from him? No. Right. Cause it wouldn't work. Even if the joke's great, both sides are going to kind of be laughing internally thinking, Oh shit. Ugh, I don't want to hear that in front of my kid. Like, you know, so it's not even worth doing it. So anyway, thanks to all those people who uh, came up to that. That was a lot of fun. And um, what else was I going to talk about? What did I see? Everyone's talking about today because it's so damn cold in the Midwest about not getting delivery. They said, just eat at home. Eat your own food. Don't order out. These delivery drivers, it's too cold for them too. Don't do that. I think that's kind of dumb though because I think they have to be there anyway. Now, if your point is, hey, you better tip a lot. Yeah, I would agree there. If you're ordering pizza today, you tip like 50 to 80%, maybe even 100 Go be big. You know, Swing that big dick. Uh, what's the female equivalent to that expression? Swing those big tits? I don't know. Or just, you know, whatever whatever it is that makes you feel good. Swing that puss? I'm not sure. But you gotta you gotta really you gotta be like Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth famously said, although people said Sinatra did this too. Who did it first? Well, Sinatra was uh, younger, so Babe Ruth did it first. Well, apparently he said to a guy at a hotel, this is like in the twenties, the roaring twenties, what's the biggest tip you ever got? Dude said, oh, 50 bucks. This one guy gave me 50 bucks. Like someone else was kind of famous. He goes, all right, well, here's 100. You let me know if he ever beats that. I'll come back and double it. Like that's, that's how I would do it if I were filthy rich. So even if you're not filthy rich, today you have that filthy rich mentality. Just money. You know, make someone's day. Make them think, you know what? Today was rough, but damn it, it was worth it. I would work again on a blizzard. Because they have to be there anyway, everyone. Most of, a lot of these places are still open. That's just the way that goes. So, like, you know, might as well make it worth their while. I actually had a friend who did work delivery. I can't remember what he did delivery for, but he said on a, on a day when it was, maybe it was, I think it was pizza, he said he was just flying around. He would deliver one pizza, get back in his car, go to the pizza place, get more, go right. He said he was in his car all day, had the car running the whole time, and it was fine. He said it was great. I had to just wear gloves. Car was warm. It's perfect. Get a seat warmer. Oh, man, you got a toasty ass. Yeah, you're set. That's a good day to do it. I'd even lock my car doors because I thought to myself, who's going to steal a car today? But then I thought again, who would steal a car today? A genius. A genius car thief thinking no one's going to expect that. You know, he's thinking beyond the box. All right, no one's going to expect me to steal a car today. Actually, he'd be a moron to steal a car today because what if you get in it, you turn it on right away. You can't let the car warm up. Unless you're watching people turn their cars on to warm up and then they go back inside, then you jump in. That's the move. You hear that, guys? You hear that, thieves? That's that's your play right there. You linger in the shadows, right? And then you see someone start up their car. You know they can't have the automatic start. That they can actually go out there, start up the keys, are still inside. When they when they retreat inside, you get some hot cocoa. That's when you dukes a hazard through the window. Well, I don't know. The window would probably be up, but it'd be a cool move though. And then you 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 peel out. I think, I think if your car gets stolen when it's minus 50 out, you just have to chalk it up and be like, you know what? That guy really wanted that car. Probably needed it. I'm happy to donate. Write it off your taxes. Do it that way. All right. Um, yeah, maybe I'll keep it to like a 15, 20-minute podcast. I don't know much to talk about right now. 
It's uh, schools are closed. Schools are closed. It's nice. Which everyone should be happy that schools are closed today. I remember, God, was it last year or two years ago? There was a snow day, and seeing all my friends, people who were my age, a little younger, a little older, being like, "Can you believe there was a snow day for this? We didn't get a snow day for that when we were growing up. These fucking kids need a tough enough." I'm like, "Who gives a shit, you asshole? Why do you care?" That's the biggest lie in America, or maybe the world. I don't know how the rest of the world really is on this matter. The biggest lie is this, that we want the next generation to have it better than we did. We don't. I mean, I do with my son. Everyone else, I didn't care less about you, but <laughs> I'm kidding. Everyone, people do that all the time. They always go, kids say I have it too easy, and they're complaining about it. But then on the other side, you always hear, I want my son or daughter to have the advantages that I did not have. But then as soon as they get some of those, you get all mad and bitter about it. Gives a fuck. I don't care if they cancel snow if it's drizzling out or cancel school if it's drizzling out. It doesn't matter to me. Unless I then have to be at home and have to find a sitter. I guess it's different when you're a parent. Everything is different, damn it. But I just don't understand that. There, there comes a time, I think it's right around 32, 31. Some people, depending on the lane there, their late 20s, where you just become just uh, a fucking drip, man. I don't, dude. Happen to some people I really love. Most of my friends are the best. Like, you know, and, and these are people I still love, but every now and then, it's mostly people a few years older than me, but they're only like a couple years older than me that will just complain about every little thing. And it's always about this generation, kids today and all this stuff. And then they always blame the kids where I'm like, wait, the parents are your age. So maybe it's your generation or the parents are older, really. Like if, if they're complaining about like 13 and 14 year olds today, then wouldn't they be, wouldn't it be people in like their early 50s to blame for that late 40s i don't know what the math is on that i think it's just too easy and everyone hates the new generation that's just how that works oh you're new i hate you i say i'm i'm glad i'm glad i'm happy for everyone growing up right now well they got porn on their phone we did to jerk off to shapes in the clouds well so what good didn't you wish you had porn on your phone did you wish you knew what a phone was well you knew what a phone was but by the way why do we still call them phones calling someone is the least impressive thing this thing does I guess mini computer just sounds kind of douchey. I'm not really sure what they'd call it for. Ooh, I'm reading a headline here. At least seven dead as temperatures plunge to lows not seen in decades. How did they get the number for that? And how did they, did they freeze? You ever see the movie Scrooge with uh, Bill Murray? It's like a Christmas movie from like the early 90s, late 80s, I think. And the one guy like literally froze to death. He kept asking Bill for like change or something. And Bill kept going, ah, no, I got nothing for you. And he, and he was literally like frozen. Was Is that how that works? Is that how they know they're dead from? It's a seven dead. What if one person just had a heart attack? What if one person looked out the window and saw just ice everywhere and said, oh my, and then had a heart attack? Does that count? Is that another victim of the polar vortex? These are questions I want to answer, damn it. And what are the headlines we got here? Trump tells Intel chief, go back to school after they break with him. Break with him meaning like they disagree with him? Some of the terminology is kind of dumb. Um... Doesn't he hire his own intelligence chiefs or these military people? He's a dope. I don't care who you voted for. He's a fucking dope. DA wants to reopen. No, I do care who you voted for. Don't vote for that guy again. You can vote Republican. Just don't vote for that one. Uh, oh, what's this? Fox News. DA wants to reopen investigation into Pete Davidson after Starr's negative comments. What? District attorney wants the DA's district attorney wants to reopen investigation into Pete Davidson, who's on SNL. Everyone after Starr's negative comments. Who gives a shit? Negative comments about what? The DA? 
what did he say she was fat or if it's he he's got a little dick who cares but these these people just get too distracted with their jobs. I'm going to read into this a little bit. Pete Davidson appeared at Sundance to promote the new movie Big Time Adolescent. The 25-year-old, god damn, I forget how young that dude is, uh, actor filmed it in Syracuse over the summer and was pulled over with a friend uh, very late one night. Davidson was let go, but his friend was arrested on marijuana charges. Ooh. Davidson jokes about rehab, quitting Instagram while drinking beer. Oh, that's a different headline, sorry. Speaking of variety, Davidson pulled no punches when discussing the town and his distaste for it after filming. It sucked, Davidson said. The whole town of Syracuse blows. Let's be honest. They just found out I was there and tried to arrest me the whole time. He continued, the cops, because there's nothing going on there, they were hunting me down the whole time. They tried to arrest me for bringing business to your town. Never again, Syracuse. I don't know, man. I don't know. I get what he's saying, but then I also don't. They don't get it, but I don't know if I agree with the sentiment a little bit. Look, I if you think a town sucks, go ahead and say it. I'm fine with that. Da- Pete Davidson's from Staten Island, which is one of New York's five boroughs, and he shits on Staten Island all the time. So he's fair about it. At least he's like, yeah, my hometown sucks. This town sucks. You know, I, I'm cool with that. I've only met him. I've met him like once. Seemed like a nice enough dude. I met him through a friend and just kind of like, you know, shot the shift like 15 minutes before a show at the Hollywood Improv. Um. And then, but he's not wrong about this. Cops in the middle of nowhere or, or with nothing to do. Syracuse is in the middle of nowhere. It's a college town. Um, yeah, they do. They are bored, but I don't know why they would hunt down you because you're a celebrity. I don't think that's how that works. Usually in a small town or a mid-level city, whatever the mid-sized city, I should say, they're, they get thrilled about that. So, because I know when I drive through like a you know, if I'm an hour outside of Illinois, I get, you know, you slow down a little bit because those cops are nothing to do but go, oh, you're going five miles over the speed limit. I'm going to fuck up your weekend. So I understand that, but I don't, I don't get it from that point of view of they were hunting him down. But again, I'm not him. Maybe, maybe he felt like they were over his shoulder all the time. Well, if him and his buddy were walking around smoking, and look, I'm, I'm pro weed, but if it's not legal where you are, don't fucking walk around smoking. I don't, I don't know what the situation was. It just doesn't make sense though. I think they'd be more into, you know, being like, oh, this guy's, let's take care of him. We want him to come back. But then again, that's what he means about, hey, I'm not spending money here anymore. I like how I'm working things out in my brain, but I'm doing it externally so all you guys could hear how dumb I am. I just heard the comments of Pete Davidson Fitzpatrick, who's the DA. Uh, What's the first name? District Attorney William Fitzpatrick. Sounds like a good lad. Uh, Not surprisingly, it was the first time I ever heard of Pete Davidson and apparently doesn't like Syracuse. Yeah, I mean... That's fine. So I did a little background check on him, and quite frankly, I'd be as likely to take tourism advice from Pete Davidson's at Wood Marriage Counseling from O.J. Simpson. That is the hackiest joke form that Dennis Miller like made his signature. That might have been funny a little bit when he was first doing it, but it's such a it's like comedy by like paint by numbers. It's comedy by numbers. The, oh, if I'm going to take advice from this guy about this, well, then I might as well take advice about and then fill in the blanks. It's a joke structure that anyone could do. It's it's brutal. This Well, D.A. Fitzpatrick, if you have hopes for higher office, I'd get another writer because that's, that's some shit right there. He wanted to explain that he plans to ask the uh, police to look into the charges that were brought against him over the summer, and then we'll see how much he really likes Syracuse. What are you going to do, come after the guy even harder? Who cares, dude? Gives a shit. It's not like Pete Davidson's like, I don't think he's anti-law enforcement or anti. I think his dad, I don't know if his dad was a cop or a fireman, but dude died in 9-11. So I don't know. I don't. Maybe he really did feel like the cops were stalking him. Maybe they're stalking him because they really like SNL and they wanted to get an autograph and they didn't know how to, but to do it. And then his friend mouthed off. Who knows? But still, it's 
that's fucking weak. That's some weak shit right there. And that that fits Patrick or fits whatever the fuck the dude's name is. He's probably one of the same dudes going back to what I was talking about before, who's on Facebook going, kids today in this generation, huh? They're so soft nowadays. No, to me, that's soft. That's soft. Some some fucking celebrity who you said you'd even know who the hell he was, which I get, he's not a household name. So some celebrity that you've never heard of shits on your town and you're going to handle it by going after him. That's soft. That is fucking baby shit soft right there. Dude, get a life. Dude, take your wife out to dinner. Throw the ball around with your kid. Go ice skating. I don't know what you do in Syracuse, but you're going to go out of your way to go after Pete Davidson. That's lame. That's that's some soft shit right there. And they think this generation's soft? It's probably some baby boomer asshole. Look, my, my dad's part of the baby boomer generation. Mom, stepmom, like aunts, uncles. And I love all them. They're the best. But their generation sucked. That's a shit generation. That doesn't mean, doesn't mean they're, by the way, when you say a generation sucks, it does not mean all the people in the generation suck. Okay? It doesn't. Right now, millennials, I think, are okay. I just know I don't judge them too much because they're still like a young generation. And I do think a lot of the stuff people say about millennials are completely unfounded. And it's just people being jealous that they have things better than they had it, like I was alluding to earlier. And then the next generation is really people who are teenagers and younger than that. You're, what are you going to mean in your 40s judging teenagers right now? What are you, a moron? Do you, do you not realize that when you were a teen, people in their 40s did that to you and you thought they were assholes? Do you not see that that pattern, that you're continuing that cycle? But baby boomers, to me, were this badass generation in the 60s, and then they just sold out. They just were a bunch of sellouts. You know, everyone's like, well, they say please and thank you. Yeah, but they profit off of death and disease. That That's them. The people who, who make a pill that costs three cents to make obviously the first one was the hundreds of thousand dollars of research i get how pharmaceuticals work but after that they were like let's make the most profit well people need that to live fuck them like that's that's what those people became and maybe every generation becomes that who knows but yeah anyway i'm not going to syracuse either pete davidson i'm on your team buddy i'm on pete's team funny guy i've got friends who are friends with him we're going to team up and take syracuse down because their da doesn't have a life all right, what other headlines we got here? I've never done this before reading the headlines, but my Min News app popped up on my phone, and I'm thinking, oh, this is kind of fun. A mother's fatal fall on subway stairs rouses New Yorkers to demand accessibility. Well, yeah, why not? How bad were these stairs? Come on, New York, you got a lot of money. Throw an elevator up there. All right, what else we got? The biggest rivalry in Atlanta on Super Bowl weekend, Coke versus Pepsi. Yeah, Atlanta Coke, if you guys don't know, started in Atlanta. Coca-Cola Classic. Ty Cobb, Hall of Fame baseball player. Misunderstood person i think because people were like oh he's a real racist and then later people were like nah actually some of those stories weren't true who knows but he was most likely a dickhead though great ball player though huh you'd love to have him on your team one of those dudes where you're like you root against him when he's on your team you're like oh that's my guy he uh was a big uh early investor in coke simply said this stuff tastes great and people loved it now here we are in 2019 and everyone's like this stuff is terrible for you but damn it is delicious i i barely have it anymore I'll hold like one can a week. And when I do, I'm like, man, I wish this stuff was better for you. All right. What else we got going on? Not a whole lot. I'll wrap it up there. I'll wrap it up there, everybody. Why uh, Why stretch it out? I'm not even drinking with you. The whole idea of the podcast, for those of you listening for this first time, is I drink beers with people and then we get into some stuff. Usually just some, it starts with some random bar talk where you're just like, oh, so, you know, if you could, what kind of animal would you fuck if you could fuck an animal? Just silly, meaningless stuff like that. And then we'll get into deep, uh, some stuff that's going on in society. As you saw, I talked about witch's tit, and then I got into some generational nonsense. All right, guys. Again, if you're in the Chicago area, February 9th, those are some big shows for me. I'm recording my album. 
This is album number two. Uh, really looking forward to it. Going to film it as well. Do some other stuff. Um, yeah, so just keep following that. Uh, Killian's Pub's on Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify. No, it's not on Spotify. I'm trying to get on there. But it's on SoundCloud, Stitcher, all that other stuff. Tell your friends. Uh, again, I, I can't do it without you guys, and I really enjoy doing it. So uh, that's that's it for this week. Everyone stay warm out there. This has been Kill Gallons Pub. Cheers.